When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got a question, and I wanted to share it with you. This manager writes, so I am a working manager. Not that all managers aren't working, but I have an enormous pile of my work besides having to lead my team. I constantly feel guilty that I'm not doing enough for them, but if I let my work go, my results will suffer. What should I do? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us. And uh, here in season 13, I mentioned last episode, a new program rolling out. This is an opportunity for you to spend some more direct time with me, asking questions, getting your leadership management questions answered uh, in a very small group with that near one-on-one with a couple other folks who are in the same kind of uh, uh, situations you are. And so if you are interested in more information, uh, we're going to be rolling this out soon. Uh, please send me an email, david.die, D-Y-E, at letsgrowleaders.com. And all you have to do, you can put in the subject line, you can say, learn more. You can say, I've got questions. Uh, however you want to, just let me know, hey, I'm following up on the podcast and I would love to spend some time with you. And uh, in some future episodes, I'm going to be telling you more about how that's going to work and what that opportunity will look like. But uh, very excited to uh, ask, uh, offer this opportunity for everyone who would like to get some more of that personal time. So today we're talking about a question that came from uh, one of our Asking for a Friend segments, which is something we do in our leadership development programs. If you've ever attended any of those, uh, you know we're, we always have an opportunity where you can ask a question for a friend. And of course, you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know that I love to answer your questions. And so please, if you have a question, love to hear it. Uh, you can join the group we're going to talk about, or you can send me your question directly, david.die at letsgrowleaders.com, or you can go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com, click the big orange button and leave your question there, and we'll use it in a future episode. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. All right. So our question today came from a working manager. Not that all managers aren't working, as they say, but they have their own work to do. They're responsible for their own results, and they're responsible for leading a team. Many managers, if you're listening, you're certainly familiar with that uh, that challenge. So when we talk about a working manager, we're talking about someone who has significant individual responsibilities in addition to leading their team. They've got work assigned to them that they can't really delegate. Maybe it's because of the technical nature of the job or a unique skill that they bring to the table, or sometimes it's just a matter of workload. Maybe there's not enough budget for a pure manager or leader in that role. So the business elevates a team member as a guide while they also do the work. It's not ideal, but it's a reality in many organizations. So if that sounds familiar, this shows for you. 
All right, so I've got eight practical ways to help you be a working manager uh, to be more effective and de-stress some of that relationship. So number one, something we've talked about many ways in the show, setting clear expectations for your team. So as a team leader, it's always important that you've got that clear understanding of what success looks like and that you have ensured everyone on your team has it as well, even more so when you can't possibly meet everyone's assumptions. So making sure that your team knows what everyone can fairly expect from one another, what you expect from them, what they can expect from you and from each other. As a working manager, sometimes you'll need to shut your open door to focus and finish an assignment. And you want to be upfront about that and how those things are going to work together. What can everyone expect from one another? Talk with your team about what they need and what you need and work together to figure out the best way to approach that for your individual and collaborative work. Because one thing I can tell you is if your door is always open and you're constantly interruptible, you're never going to be able to finish the things that you've got to get done. So just from a matter of even scheduling for yourself and for one another on the team, something you're going to have to define. So number one, set clear expectations for your team. Number two, relentlessly prioritize. So this relentless prioritization as a working manager, you can't, it's, it's almost impossible challenge to balance your own responsibilities with those of the team and to manage that overwhelm, minding the MIT or most important thing as we say, to relentlessly prioritize what matters most is to free yourself from that expectation that you can do everything. You can't. And the more you try to hold yourself to that standard, the bigger sense of overwhelm you will feel, uh, the more stress you'll experience. So this is something you can control for yourself. What you have available is the time right now or the eight or 10 hours of this day. What are you going to do with that? You can't possibly do everything. And you probably can't even do all the important tasks. Ultimately, the only time that you have is to do what matters most. So free yourself from that feeling that you got to do it all and focus your energy on making a real difference for your work, for your team, deciding which tasks are most important and then focusing on those first so you can make your day a success in the first two hours, if at all possible. That's going to help you stay on track and ensure that you're meeting your own goals while also supporting your team. So as the day goes on, the next crisis comes along. Yes, you're going to have to reprioritize. You only have time for what matters most. So make sure you know what that is. Number three, investing in your team. So the more effective and skilled your team is, the more you can accomplish together. You'll have more time to do the work where you truly are the only one who can do it. And so as you choose your priorities for the week, consistently look for ways to invest in your team. And there are two ways to do this. You can do micro engagements and you can do formal development. So when time is tight, which if you're listening to this episode probably is, you don't want to waste time encouraging someone who needs to be stretched or coaching someone who just needs more confidence. And so we have a tool, the confidence competence matrix that you can use to identify your team members and where they most need, what they most need from you, whether that's training, encouragement, uh, challenge, stretching new assignments, or coaching, performance feedback. Then in your one-on-ones or your daily interactions, you can be prepared to support them with a very focused conversation that gives them what they need. So in those real small moments, those micro-engagements, you can do a lot to help people grow, develop, and become more effective. And the second way you can invest is with more formal development. 
what does this person need in order to get where they want to go or to become what they can be? And you can spend just 15 minutes each week thinking about your team, connecting with one growth opportunity each month. And those kinds of small formal investments, they'll yield big returns in the growth and development. So for each person on your team, where can you teach them a new skill? Help them build relationships throughout the organization so they can be more resourceful. Maybe get them an assignment that helps them stretch or practice leadership. All of those investments make your team more effective, make the team more productive, and ultimately help with that overwhelm. Number four, delegation. All right, so we said up front, well, I can't delegate these things. And you probably can delegate far more than you might think. And this isn't going to just help you manage your workload, but it also empowers your team and helps them develop new skills. Delegation is one of those areas where leaders and managers so often sell themselves short and sell their people short. You really do have the opportunity and ability to delegate far beyond what you usually think of in the way that we self-limit. So delegating effectively, yes, it takes some preparation, and that can feel like a luxury for a working manager. But it's not a luxury. It's an investment. For many activities, you'll need to take some time to think through what is a successful outcome look like? What will it achieve? Giving your team member the success criteria so they know what they're aiming for and they can evaluate their work against it. So you do that. You define what a successful outcome is. To successfully delegate, you want to make sure you're setting a clear finish line and then you're scheduling the finish. When are they going to return with that finished assignment, task, project, whatever it is? So delegating, look for those opportunities. What can you delegate? How can you get people ready in ways that maybe you haven't been thinking about? Next time you're thinking about something, oh, gosh, I wish somebody else could do this, challenge yourself. Why can't they? Well, because X, Y, Z. Okay, how can you solve that? How can you get them ready to? And then give it a shot. All right, number five, help for our overwhelmed working managers, individual responsibilities and team responsibility for leading their team. Fifth suggestion here is your communication, communicating reliably. This one is so important. I see so many leaders, managers overwhelmed, whether they're you know, a working manager or not, overwhelmed by this issue. Miscommunication will crush your spirit, crush your soul. You don't have time to waste fixing misunderstandings and resolving miscommunication. You can make effective communication a feature of your team in two ways. First, create a reliable cadence of communication. What is the communication cadence that you and everyone on your team can expect? This is how communication is going to happen. Get everybody used to that. Get yourself used to it. So one, that creates a, a send and a flow of information to make sure that's happening. And then second, teach everyone on your team to check for understanding. So that reliable communication cadence helps your team know exactly when to expect new information. And they'll also know when they can most effectively bring concerns, ask questions, share their answers, get clear about what information they'll exchange in chat threads, emails, what to reserve for meetings, and when those meetings will happen. That's the cadence. When you get everyone checking for understanding and practicing it yourself, that will ensure you're not having the, the misunderstandings. Communication is going to be mutually understood, and you're going to reclaim an incredible amount of time for you and your team. If you haven't 
taught everyone on your team yet to check for understanding. And that is uh, when we say check for understanding, it's not saying, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? Check for understanding is saying, hey, I want to make sure I'm communicating as clearly as I hope. What do you understand coming out of this conversation? What are our two action items? What does the commitment look like as you're hearing it? And we close that loop. So there, every send has a matching receive, no matter who's doing the communicating. Everything goes more smoothly and you'll waste way less time chasing down, dealing with the stress, frustration, headaches of miscommunication. All right, so that's number five, communicating reliably. Number six, rapid accountability. This is another one, a common mistake that many working managers make is that they'll avoid performance conversations. Those feedback conversations, yeah, they might worry that, oh, I don't have time for that, or I can't afford to lose this person. But what actually happens is that the mistakes compound, they get worse. Your top performers get frustrated, and now you're spending way more time cleaning up messes, fixing problems, and doing last-minute work that someone else should have done. Short, timely performance conversations will reclaim your time, improve your team's morale, and help everyone be their best. And if you need more on that, you can check out our Inspire method. Uh, you can find that on the website and how to have more meaningful performance conversations. There's been past episodes on it, uh, as well as just search our site, letsgrowleaders.com, and you'll find plenty on that to have those conversations in a way that builds trust and achieves results. All right, number seven in our ways to help our overwhelmed working managers, people with their own individual responsibilities plus leadership responsibilities. Number seven, lead up. Because your manager is not trying to crush your spirit. At least it's not likely. But they may not know the reality of what's happening to you and your team. One of the most important conversations you can have is to lead up. And in those conversations, you can practice saying yes to say no. Reiterate your commitment to what matters most and outline the decisions that you're facing. So you're saying yes to what matters most, outlining the decisions you face. For, so this is what it could look like. For example, we're all in on getting this product launch done on time and on spec. We've also been asked to help support some bug fixes in the prior versions. With the existing team, we can't do both. And I see a couple options here. I can bring in some contractors to help. We can slide the launch date. We can ask someone else to do the prior version support, or we could just not worry about supporting prior versions. What are your thoughts? In your one-on-one -on -one conversations with your manager, you can also clarify what success looks like for your leadership. What does your team need to achieve from their perspective? How does your manager view your leadership versus work responsibilities? Are you taking more responsibility in one area or the other than you truly need to? If the two of you have very different perspectives, talk about what's happening, where to adjust, so you're on the same page. And finally, number eight, take care of you. Another common mistake, overwhelmed managers, those working managers, individual responsibilities, responsibility for leadership. One of the most common problems we'll see as well is you stop investing in yourself. And so what does self-care look like? All right. Sometimes sleep is the MIT. Remember last episode, if you listened to last episode, we finished that one. Sleep is a weapon. Sleep is an investment you make in yourself critical to your effectiveness. It's not a luxury. Time with family, friends, a good book, 
gym, hiking trail, whatever it is. As a working manager, it's easy to get caught up in the demands of your job and neglect your own health and well-being. And listen, I'm not trying to guilt you. I wrestle with this. I'm constantly in process on this, but nothing gets easier when you're run down, exhausted, and stressed out. So investing time and energy in yourself will help you do everything else with more love, perspective, and creativity. All right, there you go. Eight ways to help you answer our question from our working manager who's feeling overwhelmed with all their individual responsibilities as well as their team leadership responsibilities. Number one, set clear expectations. Ensure that those are shared and understood all the way around. Uh, What are your expectations for one another? Number two, relentlessly prioritize and then do it again and again as things shift. Number three, invest in your team so that they are up-leveling and improving their ability, uh, which will increase your ability. Number four, delegate effectively. You can probably delegate more than you think. Number five, communicating reliably. Establish a consistent cadence of communication and help everyone on your team learn how to check for understanding. Number six, rapid accountability. Don't let those conversations slide. Keep them short, keep them fast, and have them as quickly as you can. Number seven, lead up. Have those conversations with your manager. And number eight, take care of yourself. Give yourself the energy you need through some good self-care there. Being a team member who's a working manager can be challenging. With the right mindset, communication, and tools, you can absolutely balance your individual work and your team leadership responsibilities. And when you do, you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. Again, thanks for listening today. And uh, if you are interested in some personal time, getting those one-on-one, one on small, I should say small group on one, we're talking a smaller group, so it's still very individualized time. Uh, Questions, some live time with me, love to hear from you. David.die at letsgrowleaders.com. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.